Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. Well, this morning, we're going to wrap up our series on fear, dancing between fear and faith. You know, the Bible, again and again, speaks to us, to God's people, about fear. Often saying, don't be afraid. Stop being afraid. Because if you're human... You've wrestled with, you maybe right now are facing some type of fear or anxiety or concern in your life. You think about some of the fears that we have, you know, that sometimes our fears seem unreasonable. Sometimes they are very, very real, especially this time of the year. There are certain fears or phobias that become very, very real this time of the year. Like this one fear. Let me just ask a question first. How many of you have went and got your flu shot? Uh, see, all of you who do not raise your hand, I'm not going to shake your hand anymore. No. Uh, you, know, but, but, you know, one of the fears that, that stops some of us from doing something like, like that, you know, is, is this one phobia called tryptophobia. You know what tryptophobia is? It, it's the fear of needles. How many of you have, how many haven't gotten your flu shot because you're afraid of needles? How many of you got your flu shot even though you're afraid of needles? How, anyone afraid of needles? few of you. Most of you are not. So, all right, so we could line up like a bunch of shots here and just kind of keep going. You know, another phobia that, again, sometimes phobias make a lot of sense. Sometimes we, we know why we have these phobias. I mean, I can understand the fear of needles. You know, the, another phobia, and I'm going to probably butcher the way this is pronounced, but if you don't know that, that's okay. But this time of the year, you, if you struggle with this phobia, are just going to be really uneasy everywhere as you go. It's called Kirkabitip Kirkabitophobia, oh my goodness, Kirkabitophobia, whew, I think I got that one right, it's the fear of pumpkins. I don't know what would cause that fear for someone, but for some people that is a very real fear, you know, fear of pumpkins, maybe jack-o'-lanterns, I mean, everywhere as you go, you see pumpkins, and if you're terrified of pumpkins and needles, this is a difficult time of the year. But again, you know, fears can be very real. And sometimes those fears, even if they seem like they're silly fears, you know, they, they make us think often. Well, they make us often don't think. You know, we don't think logically. We, we don't always behave the way we would normally behave. And sometimes those fears, they get a hold of us and they hold on to us. And so... You know, we know that fear is a reality, and God says again and again, don't be afraid. Now, when we hear those words, don't be afraid, stop being afraid, we can take that one of two ways. We can take that and hear those words, stop being afraid, don't be afraid, and we beat ourselves up because, you know what, we have fears, we have anxiety, we have concerns, the things in life that kind of overwhelm us. And, you know, it's, a, again, part of being human. And we can say, I must not have enough faith. I, I got to have more faith. I, God is telling me, don't you be afraid. But the other way, kind of the other side of the coin, though, is to see this is God saying, I understand you have fears. I understand sometimes there are concerns and worries and doubts in your life. You're human. But I'm telling you, you don't have to be overwhelmed with that fear because I am with you. And so let's go over our theme verse from Isaiah 41.10. Let's read this together. Don't be afraid because I am with you. Don't be intimidated. 
I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will support you with my victorious right hand. You know, what do you do when you are afraid? You know, how do you respond? I love this image here that we have. This little boy, you know, kind of curled up into a ball, sitting on the couch with the couch pillows all buried around him, kind of building like this little fortress all around him. Do you ever do that when you're terrified? You try to find a safe place to go? So think about it for just a moment. What is the safe place for you? Where do you go when you're concerned, when you're overwhelmed, when you're terrified, when you're afraid? Whether it's the fear of pumpkins or needles or spiders or fear of the unknown or the future, fear of, of what the doctor may say, fear of, you know, will you have enough as you go into retirement or will you have enough as you're in the middle of retirement to get to, you know, the end? Fear of, you know, will this relationship last? Fear of, you know, will my friends, you know, accept me? Fear of, you know, what is that fear? And, and when you deal with that fear, you know, what is, as you build that around you, you know, what is that, that fortress, that safe place that you go to? And see, this is really the invitation our God is giving to us here, is to come to Him as we wrestle with fears, to find in Him that Let's go again over Psalm 46, verse 1, as, and read together. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. You know, what the psalmist does here is he gives us kind of the answer, and then after that he gives us all kind of the problems and things that might cause us fear and anxiety and worries. And we hang all of that on this statement here. God is our refuge and our strength, our ever-present help in times of trouble. And the Hebrew word here is kasah. Kasah means refuge. It can also be translated as safe place. So God is your refuge. God is your safe place. And as the psalmist does this, the psalm begins, you know, unpiling these, these words here and, and, um, and telling us what it means for us to have a safe place. Before we go any further, though, Another Hebrew word here, I'll give you two Hebrew words, kasah, and then the other is selah. And maybe you've heard the word selah before. It appears in a number of the psalms. Most of the psalms were musicals, so they were, they were sung. And in this psalm, this word selah appears three times. We're not 100% certain what it means, but what we think it means is to pause. And maybe a little more literally, pause and let this sink in. Pause and, and reflect on this. Let this sink into your heart, into your life, into your situation. So the first Selah happens after verses 2 and 3, which is this physical catastrophe where it talks about, you know, if you were standing there and you saw the mountains come crumbling down, these mighty powerful mountains come crumbling down into the sea, you know, and the, roar, the roaring of the ocean is churning, and you see this physical catastrophe Pause and let this sink in. God is your safe place. God is your refuge. I don't know, how many of you have ever experienced an earthquake before? A few of you. I remember the first earthquake I think I experienced was Portland, Oregon. It woke me up at 1 o'clock in the morning. I didn't know it was an earthquake. I just woke up at 1 o'clock and went back to bed. You know, but, you know, but if you really have lived in the where the world is shaking, it's a scary thing. You know, or if you've ever seen like an avalanche, you know, as the mountain comes crashing down. Or if you've ever been on a boat where the sea is churning and, and you're just terrified for your life. 
Now, we may not experience that here in Nebraska, but we experience violent storms and we experience tornadoes. But it's talking, again, about these physical catastrophes. And maybe it's not that extreme. You know, it's, it's smaller catastrophes that are physical. It's our, it's our health. It's, it's an accident that we've been in. And we see all that. And what the psalmist is saying to us again, pause and let this sink in. In the midst of all that, even if the mountains seem like they're crashing into the ocean, God is still God. And God is your refuge. The second Selah is after verses 4 and 7, and that's a threat of war. Think about this for just a moment. Can any of you, and some of you are a little more chronologically gifted than others of us. I've said this before. It's a nice way of saying you're older than others of us. You were born many years before the rest of us. And can you, those of you who are older, can you say to those who are younger, because I'm in the middle of being older and younger, um, is there ever a time that you can recall where there wasn't the threat of war? You think about it for just a moment. I mean, maybe not a major threat, and maybe not something that, that you know, the United States is involved in, but there's always a threat of war, of conflict in our world. There's always a threat of, of war and conflict in our relationships, in, in our community, in our culture. And as we have the threat of war, whether it's really truly an impending threat or just one of those ones that kind of hovers out there, the psalmist says again, Selah, pause and let this thing sink in. That when there's a threat of war, when there's a threat of catastrophe, God is your refuge. God is your safe place. The third Selah is after verses 8 and 11. And this is when the future seems uncertain. Have you ever faced an uncertain future? uncertain of, you know, what's going to happen next, uncertain of what the doctor may say, uncertain of how the relationship's going to go, uncertain about, you know, where your kids are going, uncertain about your parents and their health and welfare. You know, as we look to a future, sometimes it is very uncertain, and it can cause this concern and anxiety. We kind of hold on to those fears and those anxieties. And again, the psalmist says, now pause and, and let this sink in. God is your refuge. God is your safe place. And then as the psalmist goes along, this is a, a verse that probably is one of the more familiar verses here. Verse 10. Let's read that together again. Let go of your concerns. Now, I say it's more familiar, but let me you know, let you know. I, it's kind of toying with you here a little bit. If you know this psalm really well, you know there's probably a different translation you're familiar with. Does anyone know what that translation is? Yeah, I heard some of you whispering it. Be still and know that I'm a, I am God. How many of you know that one? Okay, see, a lot more hands go up. Be still and know that I am God. And, and you know, yes, it, it does mean be still, but it's more than just like, take a deep breath. Let it all out. It's going to be okay. Uh, the, the idea, and I love the translation here, let go of your concerns. Because right now, I want, I want you to do is take your hands and cup your hands together. Go ahead and do it. You can't just sit there, you know. And, and think about right now the things that you're concerned about. Think about the things that cause you to worry, that make you restless and uneasy, that cause you to, you know, have, struggle to fall asleep or stay asleep at night. Those things that are fearful for you, whether they seem like maybe a, a silly fear to you or they're a very real and threatening fear. All of those fears, what we often do is we hold on to those fears. So go ahead and close your hands. Hold on to those fears. Got to hold on tight because, you know, that's what we tend to do. We tend to hold on to those. As we hold on to those fears, 
it's easy for those fears to master us, to control us, to dominate us. And that's exactly what the psalmist is getting to here. Whether it's physical catastrophes, whether it's a threat of warfares or uncertain future, whatever those fears are, we're invited to be still, to let go of those concerns. You know, we have for the last several weeks those boxes, and I encourage you, you know, there's more boxes here if you want. Those little boxes, seven by seven boxes, you could, you know, put something like a fear in there. And sometimes it's great because physically you're doing that. And if you've got a fear right now, a concern, a worry, a frustration, that you could put that in there, close the box, and on the outside of the box, write down verses like Isaiah 41:10 and Psalm 46, you know, verse 10. Well, those reminders that God is with you, that you can let go of those concerns. You can be still and rest in God. Because sometimes physically doing that helps us to say, I'm going to do this. Now, if you're like me, though, what I would do if I put that in there, or sometimes if I kind of physically, as I'm praying to God, I kind of clench onto something and say, all right, God, I'm going to let go of this. I'm going to give this to you. That you let go of it, to only do what? You grab a hold of it again, Right? God, I'm, 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 I'm concerned about my future. I'm concerned about what the doctor's going to say. God, I'm going to give this to you. Oh, wait, God, give it back to me. I, I'm going to hold on to this. You know, and if you put it in the box, you put it in the box like you put it in the box, you open back up again. So I've got to put that in my pocket because I've got to take that with me throughout the day. And so, that, again, that's why God continually says to us in his word, do not fear, to remind us that he is with us. So overcoming our fears, you know, what do we learn here in, in Psalm 46? What do we learn throughout these scriptures and the words of our theme verse in Isaiah 41.10? The first is that we can cry out to Jesus. We can call out to him. You know, we hear that in some great songs, hymns. You know, one of the hymns that is based on Psalm 46 is one written by Martin Luther. You know, we talk about Reformation Sunday Martin Luther wrote this hymn. Some of you probably know what it is. A mighty fortress is our God. You know, that safe place, that refuge is our God. Another hymn that many of you may know is, Be Still, Be Still My Soul. You know, it really is a prayer to, you know, saying, God, help me to let go. Help me as I cry to you to let go of those concerns. So we, we cry out to Jesus. We're invited to call out to him in prayer. He is the one who suffered and died and rose again. So we don't have just a dead Savior. We have a living Savior. So we know his promises to hear us and be with us are true. We can cry out to Jesus. Secondly, in overcoming our fears, we cling to God's word. That's part of the reason in the series we had in September. I'm going to go back and touch that one, on that one again. How to read the Bible. We talked about memorizing Scripture. The value, again, of memorizing Scripture, I won't ask, you know, Isaiah 41, 10, it's been our theme verse, if you memorize that or not. But the reason of memorizing that is then as you're faced with fears and anxieties and worries, as things seem to overwhelm you, it's a lot easier for you to cling to that if it's in your head. And you can say, I know my God is with me. I know these words of Scripture. You can say, you know, I know that I can let go and, of my concerns and trust God, that I can be still. So we hold on to that scripture. We hold on to God's promise, his promise to be with us, his promise to care for us. We cry out to Jesus. We cling to God's word. 
And the others, we cast our cares, our concerns, our fears on Jesus. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, all of your concerns, all of your cares, all of your fears, bring them to me, and I will help you carry them, because you are not alone. Our Savior, Jesus, is with you. You know, as we think about those concerns and fears, the question for us to kind of think through and, and, and wrestle through this morning and as we kind of go into this this week is what concerns or fears do you need to let go of and give them over to God? Now, again, if you're like me, you know, you, you make a list. You, if you want to get a box and put some objects in that box and close that lid, if you want to hold on to something in your hands and just envision you're holding on and or if you want to journal, however you want to do that helps you kind of think through and process that. If you're like me, I, again, I, I let go of those fears only to pick them up again. But only to hear again those words of my Savior. Let go of your concerns. Be still and know that I am God. To know that He is my safe place. He is my refuge. The reason we revisit some of these texts and these words of Scripture in the Psalms, like Psalm 46 and Psalm 23 and Isaiah 41, again and again, is because we need to continually be reassured that we don't have to be afraid. That even in the midst of our fear, we have faith. We trust in the promise of God's presence, God's power to overcome all things as He's overcome even death itself, and the death and resurrection of His Son, Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to do that this week. Do that today. Whether you do that and just jot down a few thoughts, whether you do that in just a brief morning prayer, whether you want to get physically involved and hold on to something or get a box and decorate it and put things inside the box, you know, sticky notes, however you want to do that, do that. And give whatever concern, whatever fears, whatever anxieties you have over to God. And if you need to do it more than once a week, that's okay. If you need to do it more than once a day, that's okay. Because God will be there. God is there. He is with you now. That's the promise we have in our God. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise for the great gift of your love. We give you thanks and praise, Lord, that no matter what fears we face, no matter how overwhelming our situation is, no matter the circumstances that are before us, you are with us. You will never abandon us. You will never leave us alone. But Lord, as we hear in the psalmist, those beautiful poetic words, Psalm 46, we are reminded, Lord, that no matter what, you are our God, that you are our refuge and our strength, our safe place. We pray that, Lord, we can truly give over our fears and our concerns to you. Yet again this day, that you give us confidence and faith to trust that you truly are with us. We pray this, Jesus, in your powerful name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, 